Fresher Than Your Father podcast. Krakow! Bang. It's back at you. That's a new one. That was a, it's a creative one. Yeah, you know, I just tried to go with the spirit of the moment. How I was being moved. Word. I was moved. When you're moved, I mean, is movement a serious, that's a serious, uh, I was going to say moving is a serious movement, but that's not going to really make any sense. No, it makes sense. It's redundant, but it it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, man, to be moved. We all want to be moved. We do. People are moved to tears, moved to laughter, moved to Krakow. It's fresher than your father. It can't just be, you can't just be moved to like mortal emotions. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, we've been away once again for a significant period. Extended. Yeah. Extended leave. Yeah, man. You know, we're these academic pursuits, parental pursuits. Yep. um, You know, pastry pursuits. They take up time. My academic pursuits just began again today. Wow. Yeah. So this was the ideal time to get it in because soon your time will be absorbed. Yes. Although it's it's unclear what the um the rigorousness of the upcoming course. Oh yeah. It was it was a little odd that so you know, two hour class, right? It's first class semester, it's two teachers. Um and Going through the syllab- the syllabus, the you know, like we're going with some of the readings, people asking questions, um, but there's nothing in the syllabus or anywhere that's really says, and in order to you know get a good grade in the class, you will have to do X number of writing assignments or complete this final. You know what I mean? Oh, this this vagueness. Very vague. Very not there. So, it's like. About five minutes before class is supposed to be over, and I felt like I should ask the question. Right. So I was like, so is there like a final paper? What's going on? One of the guys with a very straight face is like, well, hmm, there's going to be a half-hour oral examination. But if you wanted to, you know, write a paper instead, uh you could do that or you could, you know, we could, we could think of other things you could do. We could do a written exam. And the way he said it was so like, like people, like people literally, a couple people were like, are you joking or are you serious? And he was like, oh no, no, I'm serious. But they never mentioned it. Wow. (laughs) I don't know if this is a good sign. I don't know what kind of sign that is, but how are you not going to mention that there's a half hour oral exam at, you know, in the class in order to get a grade. It's nowhere on the syllabus. <laughs> like that's gotta be scheduled too, right? Like yeah. not everybody's everybody's not gonna sit around. No. no. While other homies give their half hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a full day of sitting here like I don't know. Wow. So this is an interesting this will be an interesting experiment. I, I I'm I don't want to. I'm always so skeptical. I'm trying not to be skeptical. I mean, this is the first class, so this is the opportunity. If I wanted to run away and take something different, but yeah, I felt like it, it's good to like challenge myself. But there were two things that were a little, a little out there. The fact that he didn't mention the oral exam, which sounds. See, when I say oral exam, I think dentist. Yeah. And I think Dirk. Yep. 
Um, yeah. And if you are a fresher than your father podcast fan, you understand exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Go, go and revisit that early episode, friends. You're not a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> go and if you're a new listener, go and go and you know do a little web research and find that Dirk and whiskey. Um, wow clip who was that that was a uh, michael cooper yes that's right doing some commentary um wow. but i'm getting way off topic the other weird thing in this class is that so these guys they've done they're like you know they've done a lot of interesting research the definitely the one dude has read he's written some interesting books that i, I want to check out he um and they, they wanted they've been teaching this class for several times and they wanted to like build off it they wanted to like you know, take the class and maybe, you know, incorporate it into uh, something not necessarily theoretical, but a way like a framework to to like uh, do something around actual like policy, public policy work and like, you know, how people how students are work, doing ethnography as a public policy. They want to do something in order to do that research. He's but he's like, so I've just, I, I'm hoping to tape every class. I'm going to tape record every class. Wow. Have you experienced this in your academic pursuits? <clears throat> no. Not not where a professor is just like I'm going to I'm going to record us. Never. And he was very nice about it. And so he mentions this you know about half an hour in the class and he's like, you know, and if people are if people aren't comfortable with that, I totally understand. Let me know. We'll figure it out. Maybe I won't do it, but we're hoping to do that so that we can have this research. And he made a joke about, you know, we won't steal any of your ideas if you, you know, say things in class, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So then at the end of class, and after he says that, I'm kind of looking around the table in the room. Does he have a microphone recorder device out right now? Like, what's happening? And um, near the end of class, he, he mentions it again. Or maybe I brought it up. Anyway, I'm, I look over. He says something about his iPhone and how, like, yeah, that was what happened. Sorry, I'm rambling. One of the students said, um, well, since you're taping classes, if I miss a class, can I go back and listen to that class that I missed? Right. And he was kind of like, eh, not really, because I don't want... A, he was like, I don't understand how to, like, send a giant audio file around to your email. And B, I don't want these files getting out there. Well, eh. Wait. Then I say, wait a second. And I look over, and on kind of the, you know, chalkboards, they have that little, like, thing where you put the chalk, right? The little whatever, the, not mantle, but, you know, what, what's it called? The, this is a ridiculous, I can't think of the word, but... You have a chalkboard, like and you oh, have yeah, a, little, the little, a little metal piece where the chalk rests. Yeah, totally. There's got to be a name for that, right? Yeah. The, the chalk rack. The whatever. Chalk... whatever. <laughs> That's not it. The windowsill of the chalkboard. <laughs> the chalk sill. The chalk sill. <laughs> and on the chalk sill, chalk sill sounds somewhat like obscene, but we're just going to roll with it. On the right. chalk sill is his phone. And I'm like, oh, shit, he's taping this class, too. <laughs> What? So I'm like, wait a second. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying this in like an aggressive tone. I'm just like, oh, so wait a second. You're, 
you're taping this class. And he's like, yes. <laughs> Man. So <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. So not to get too, we're, we're, we're on the verge of nerding out kind of hard, but it's yeah. all good. But because these hypocrites, right? Like, so he's supposed to be teaching a class about how to do ethnographies where it's really important to kind of be upfront with the, with your, the people with whom you're doing research about when you, you know what I mean about the yeah, nature yeah, of absolutely. your research, how and when you're going to be collecting information from them and, and when and what is appropriate for you to use for that research, right? Like, yeah. You you couldn't do that, doing an ethnography, but the dude teaching the ethnography course is going to do it. Like like, let me just roll up in this community and start building with heads and video ta- and audio taping yeah. our conversations, and like, well, I can't really share it with you. It's real, but, but I'm going to use it, and I didn't tell you, but I'm recording this right now, and I might use this too. And I'm I'm going to grade you on stuff I didn't tell you about. I really, I really don't want to have to drop a course, especially for this reason. But it's a little weird. He said, he said, look, if you're uncomfortable, I'm not going to do it. So I could email him and and tell him I'm, I find it weird. But ultimately, like, I'm not really worried about him stealing my ideas. I'm not worried about. I think it would slightly make me think twice about certain things I'd say in class. To be honest, right. Right, right. Which like, is I don't understand how it wouldn't. Like I feel like in two thousand fifteen, yes, we're being surveilled and yes, like our emails and we shouldn't expect our email or our social media experience to be, you know, totally private to government authorities or others. But like and I mean I wanna give him some credit. He he did lay all this out. Like he spent some time at during class, at the end of class, laying out the fact that Academia should be a, a place where you're able to freely express your ideas. He doesn't want to hinder that at all. But like, what do you think you? I don't know. It's just or, un- unless he's just going all meta on you, right? And it's yeah. like I'm going to give you the experience that that the people with whom you're going to be doing ethnographies are going to have, and that at some point he's going to bring it all back. Like, okay, now you're aware of what it is to go and work with a community or work with a group of people, and you can be cognizant of their experience when you're doing it yeah if he did that he might be the greatest professor ever (laughs) (laughs) he's basically like the yoda of college professors he might lay down halfway through the semester and just disappear like you know what i mean he might just lay down and wrap a shroud around and just turn into like a puff of smoke I don't know. If at some point he asks you to meet him in the Dagobah system, you know what's I don't up. Know, exactly. Well, if I start, if I if I fall asleep and 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 have dreams where he starts speaking to me, yeah, you know, yeah, all of which are more plausible than the fact that he actually is being meta about it. I don't know. That's not fair. <laughs> That's not fair. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Just these vagaries, man. People just not being upfront. It's behind the scenes magic and shit. Speaking of which. I think we may have touched upon this in past fresher than your father's, but you had a, or you had a, this has come back to you. These vague record stores. Vague. They're not priced. Can we talk about kind of the general record store rules? Like, let's just talk about these things. How are you not going to price your records in the store? 
like that, that's kind of just store stuff. Like, is there any kind of store where unpriced items is kind of acceptable or normal? I can't even books. I'm trying to think of like that's other kind of basic to the store. Yeah. Yeah. That's just kind of how places roll. I mean, uh, what are you going to say? No, maybe like bartering out in these streets, but at least they give you a, a price to start with. You know what I mean? Like this is a really like good you're... this is a really good point. Like what other kind of store do you walk into a store where there's a broad selection, a broad inventory of specific items and there's no prices on those those items? Yeah, no. Nah. You have to walk up to the front counter and let the, you know, the person at the counter whether that's the owner, whether that's, you know, the henchman, whether that's the girlfriend, whether that's the boyfriend, whoever, I eye your little stack and say, oh, that one, that one's five, but that one, that one's 18. Right. Is there another store like right. that? I've never seen no. it done, I've never no. seen it done with books. Books Only is the I, first I, thing I think about with like the record thing is like book collectors and giant stores full of books, but I feel like I've never seen that with books. No, no, it, I can imagine it, but I don't know that anybody ever gets the volume of books at one time that they get of records. Cause that's what this is, right? Like they get a bunch of records at one time and they're just overwhelmed and they're like, uh, fuck it. We'll just price it as they pick out. Right. Like when they bring it up, we'll tell them what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now some, sometimes you get unmarked records, but like the box is marked or when you bring it up, they're like, where did you pick it up from? And you're like, oh, they're like, oh, that's the two $4 stack. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. they know the price. The price is set. It's just not, like, readily available. But when, when motherfuckers start humming and hawing or, you know, the one spot, they used to go to the computer and hey, let me look this up. Like, no, no, man. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> you can't not know. That's the other thing. Like, like. All right, if you aren't going to label it, at least when I show you the record, you got to know. You got to know. You can't, like, look it up on the spot. Yeah. Because like, that's, that's, that's your job before I get here, homie. Exactly. That's just lazy. Like, what are you doing? That, that's your job. But see, in a way, though, I can't lie, it got fresh. Like, it started off lame, but then towards the end, I was kind of the homie. I used to come up so much. Because it was just, you know, it was everything wasn't marked. Just some stuff wasn't marked. New stuff wasn't marked. Uh-huh. They'd be like... F for you, <laughs> it'll be X, right? And but then, and this is what's really shady about it. You assume all the way along there's a for you, but only when you're their homie and it's a hookup price will they say it, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you assume there's always on some level they look at you. Oh, this dude knows about records. I can't really, I can't squeeze him. Yeah. Okay, how about eight? You know what I mean? Or they look at you like, man, this motherfucker is dumb. I'm about to go in. <laughs> I'm about to profit margin. And and they gouge you. Can't do it, man. You can't do it. I just don't feel then, like it's, it's not a successful business enterprise, I feel like. It, or it might be at our expense, you know? Yeah, or... It, or it really might. It might be a direct challenge to it capitalism. Might, it might be the direct challenge to capitalism that I've been looking for. They're like, we aren't, we aren't, we aren't assigning these prices to these these items. We are 
uh, I don't know. Maybe it's not a direct challenge. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to <laughs> think of Drake. some kind of political way to put it, but maybe it's just it's even ultra. It's just the most capitalist because they're just like we're going to assign different prices depending on who we think you look like and what we can get out of you. That's probably what it is. I think you're right. What what's it's, it's a tough move. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a tough move. But but let me talk about something yeah. else in the record store for a second that came up recently on a recent journey mm. to Philadelphia. Word. Um, we went to the record store. People in the record store are cool. You came up with a nice piece. Yeah, cool joint. But let's be real. You knew it was a nice piece because of who it was and who's producing that piece. And it wasn't, it wasn't extraordinarily expensive. No, it wasn't not at all. Cheap, but it wasn't extraordinary, especially for who, right? For the artists we're, we're we're talking about, and the fact that I'd never seen that record before. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. Like, just I, I doubt it's like super, super rare, but I'd never seen it, or I'd never noticed it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, I was willing to pay that. But we could, but we could not. We were not able to listen to that record in the store. Nope. I find I just I I really more and more I find this an obnoxious record store uh, habit. Put a fucking you know, PlayStation in. Well, this is interesting. I, I never thought about it until you said a record store owner. Like you asked a record store owner if they had a station, and they were like, "What did they say?" They said, "They said, what did they say?" They basically said, "What record store? Like, should like every record store should have a station? Like that's this." He like basically right. rolled his eyes at the idea that they wouldn't have a station. Like that's just a bad record store. Because you should be able right. to listen to the fucking music before you buy it. We're talking about old records. That's we're, true. We're not talking about things that are being played on the radio. You know that. You know, for the most part, you're coming to these places not because Funkmaster Flex played it this morning and you want the brand new. You know. Whatever it is, uh, Action right. Bronson CD. I wasn't ready for Flex to be on the radio the other day playing Action Bronson, yelling about Action Bronson. I didn't know Action Bronson had made Hot 97 level, Flex level playlists. But anyway, that's a whole different discussion. What, that is, it. We'll, we'll have to come back to that because there's a video of, of Action Bronson quote unquote freestyling. I guess it's just freestyling. It's what people do these days. If Funk Flex lost his mind. He lost his mind over just some Joe Action Bronson verses. And that's it. You're right. We'll come back to that in any event. Because Flex has definitely been losing his mind recently over a lot of things. Um, yeah. But, like, but you aren't going to the store for that. You're going to the store to find that, that um, you know, that Gary Bartz piece that you've never seen before. That's right. And when you find that that's Gary right. Bartz piece you've never seen before, you want to make sure it's not going to be, you know, something you don't, you know, you something else you know like it, it, the, the whole part of the exploration and i know like probably the old school heads are going to be like well you got to you know bring the portable in there and, and have the extra batteries hooked up because that's just how we used to do it back in the day because that's the real digging lifestyle that's cool especially if you're like i guess like you know going on these like super deep flea market missions or you're like in people's other people's basements or attics but it's a store you know what i mean and like, yeah. In my, in my opinion, even if I know I'm really going for it, even if 
like a place like the thing has a record has a listening station, then you can have a fucking listening station. Yeah, and, and part of it is I feel like the listening station is the store's way to clean out the suckers in some ways. Uh-huh. Cause you can have rules like no dollar records. You can't listen to dollar records, which is a real legit yeah. Yeah. rule because the the risk for you is so low. But then also, you know, you know, coming up to the, there's some spots, you know, you got to bring your ID up before I give you the needle or, you know, and that shit's cool. But it, you know what I mean? They, they kind of structure it, right? Like you get X number of records you can listen to. You have to come up here. You have to set the records down right here. Yep. All of which is legit because you don't own those records yet. But if you're just in the back on the floor with a portable, I, I don't know if a good, any store that I would trust the quality of the records they have, would I feel comfortable if they would let me do that? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, cat, who, who knows what cats are doing with the portable? Exactly. In the back on the floor, sitting it on top of records. Like none of that sounds cool, but like... If if they're structuring the way that you listen to the records, that means that they expect people who come in there to care for the record. So when you come in to buy a record, you know the records aren't getting fucked with. I guess is the the long way of putting that. I I agree, and I just feel like, I guess yeah, I I agree. Because what else? I mean, I guess you could ban the portable too, and just be like, our records are you know we don't want people playing the records before they buy them because you might scratch them in grumpy old man voice. But like. If if stores yeah. like if stores like A One Sound Library, Dusty Groove, like if stores that are like high, dealing in high level records that are high quality, that possibly expensive rare records, are um gonna have listening stations, then I I just don't understand what the, these cats out here without listening stations are doing. So that's that's so, just, you know. Well, how do you feel about, because there's two spots that I hit up regularly. One, the one we went to, and another one that I took you to once upon a time, a while a while ago. It was a bit of a hike, and it was kind of whatever. Um, neither of them have record stations, uh, listening stations, but they each have let it be known, because I ask, I'm happy to play something for you if you'd like. Right? So you hand them the record, and they yeah. put it on, like, the store speaker system style, which is weird to me. Yeah, it's like just, one. Yeah, go in. Well, you want to control how you listen to it. Sometimes you might see a break. You want to just, you, you know, like I, I see that that's probably a break there. Yep. Let me just jump right there and see what's up with that. Or, and then it's probably just weird, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm listening to. Yep. What if I found some flames or that my budget may not be ready for and I'm debating it? Yep. Or, or what if I find some flames and I set it down and then I'm or I find something that's cool and I'm not quite sure and somebody else swoops in, you know. Yeah, that that, that public listening like Steve's is not cool. That that goes right against the dig the the classic digging aesthetic, I feel like. That's You're right. in there I mean among among the homies we're sharing music, we're sharing knowledge. But like to go yes. real old school with it, you know. You're in there trying to cop the heat, the rare, the not even the rare, the weird, the shit that no one knows about, finding the little breaks. You're not trying, even, you know, like, trying to broadcast that out. Nah, 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 nah. That's true. That's true. I, I You know, we, we posted, you posted a photo of me at the spot, and a friend asked, like, hey, where is that here in Philly? I'd like to go get some records. Ah. 
I just I just couldn't bring myself to write on there where it was. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> and this yeah. isn't like someone who's out here digging. This is someone who just wants to get some fresh music. I should probably hit her up on on message or something. But just for that reason, though, right? Like like we're not out here for you, everybody. We're out here for us. And, th- and think about and not, like not to be foul. That's just how that's how it is, though. That's how that that's what digging is. Yeah. Th- think about when we've we've been in spots and records have come on the on the on the player, and, and you you hear. Remember when that? Remember when we were at, at a certain spot one time, and and homeboy dropped the needle on um on upon this rock, Joe Farrell. Oh yeah. And we both were like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> Right. That's, what, that's what's going to happen. So if I take my stack up to the front desk and he puts on the record and it's a serious break. This actually happened when I was back in Portland. No listening station, but homie behind the, the counter was uh, was like, oh, I'll play it for you. And so he put on this record and it just happened to have this ridiculous like opening drum break like all through the first song. And we were both kind of sitting like, whoa, like didn't expect that. If there had been other cats in there, I'd been like, "Oh man, now I probably got to You like, I don't know. Like, yeah. it's just like now yeah. that's just been totally revealed. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's weird and, uh, digging Steve's, but I just you know I feel you. Yeah, and then imagine if you doubled doubled up on these. Right, it was a spot that didn't have prices, and you wanted to hear something. They played it for you, and you each heard it and heard how fresh it was, and they could see because sometimes yep. you can't hide it. Sometimes you can hide it, but sometimes, man. Yep. You know, your heart get all full, like, oh, shit. And they just sitting there like, cha-ching. <laughs> I'm about to go in on this dude. That price just doubled just just yeah. now. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, shady business practices, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Man. It, leads, it leads certain cats, not me. It leads certain cats to do certain things. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't know who those cats would be. No. No. It's certain cats. As um, I sip my tea, I've never done. Sh- yeah, yeah. I, I've never, I've never come with that style. But, but. No, neither have I. I. I may know people. I may or may not know people who have come with that style. We are hip hop heads. We know cats who have come with that style. It's yeah. like basic to it. It's yeah. like essential. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the deal. It's just the deal. I was out at uh, Michael's shopping for something, the art supply spot, and I walked past the 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 spray paint, uh-huh. and it's like all locked behind yep. a, a gate with a padlock, and I just you know I saw it and thought, yep. I think that every time I walk by one of those, yep. like the days are racking. Yeah. Long gone. Long gone. Long, Long gone. gone. It, but also, you know, respect to the cats that got it in when they could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> respect to the cats that got up because they went and racked <laughs> and uh, <laughs> earned the right to get out. Yep. And help with some pieces. And got nice. It's all in the game. Yep. And shout out to the homies with the crazy record selections because they jacked the living life out of some college radio stations. We know those heads. We know those heads. <laughs> we know those heads. Um, and the homies got breaks. But that's another story. 
This is episode 52. Oh, yeah, we didn't even say that. Yeah, but now I did. Yeah, you're right. So that was a false statement the second I made it. Did you? Okay, we got to talk about Flex. Did you hear that? Have you heard the new Ghostface album? It's like kind of new. What is it, like a month old? Month or two old? Two months old. Yeah. It keeps getting older the more I think of it. Yeah, I think I've, I've, I've heard... <laughs> I've heard bits of it, yeah. You heard the, the 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 song that won like the first single where he like comes back from. I think he must. He's coming back from being locked up or something, and his woman has like given up on him and is now like with another dude. Uh huh. All right. Well, did I ruin the story? Did I ruin this you, whole thing? You didn't really ruin it. It just. But there's a moment at the end. You should go listen to it, listeners. You may have heard it. You may not have heard it. At the end of the of the song, he's just kind of talking because he's sad and his girl's not really trying to feel him getting back together. And, and he went in the house because he's like, but you got to come back to me. And he went in the house and, and, and homeboy's there. The new dude is there. And Ghost is like, man, he, he's, he's there. He's, he's wearing my robes. <laughs> 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 it's just a classic line. I just thought of it. But if you haven't heard it, yeah, you go go listen to it. All right, what 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 do we have to talk about? That was super random. What do we got to talk about? We got to talk about flex. Want to talk about flex and then talk about this basketball? Well, I don't I don't, I don't know if I listen to Hot ninety seven enough to really know where to place this flex. Like, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I might just cut to the chase. It's flex, flex is just getting old, right? <laughs> yeah, he's getting old. He's still young though. But but like old in the game, yeah 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 like, yeah yeah. Because you know, it, <clears throat> all right. Here's our customary shout out of some other podcast on our podcast. We we've been checking for the Juan Ep- <clears throat> Epstein podcast, which may be toast now. I don't know if it's done. Those interview with Funk Flex. The Funk Flex goes back like he used to check Herc and him spin. Like he's he's been listening to hip hop <clears throat> and engaged with hip hop for as long as there's been a thing called hip hop. Right. Or yeah, even a yeah, thing that yeah. people can trace hip hop to. Yeah. So at a certain point, the the homie Chill talked about this with fashion. Like at a certain point, cats shut it down. Right. Like like at a certain age, you just kind of like, all right, this is just what I wear. And fashion can change. Styles can change. But this is just what the fuck I wear. Yeah. So is he reaching the point where he's kind of shut down his taste? I, I don't know. Maybe that's too harsh. He can, I mean, Action Bronson is cool, but I, I don't know. It was just a little odd to see him. This is the baddest cat in the game. I can't do I can't do a flex. Yeah. Baddest cat in the game. Flex. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to imitate flex, but, 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 uh, yeah, I, I had, seen, I knew, I knew Bronson got up there. Like, I don't know if there was like a year or two ago and did the freestyle, but, Oh, is that I, that's an old video? I don't know. There probably is a new one too. I remember there was one earlier on, like kind of like I figured it was like one of those like internet exclusive, hot underground rapper type things. Because because Flex is ahead. Yeah, for sure. I, I, especially after that interview, I didn't re- like Flex is like listening to Stretch and Bop. Like Flex is ahead, but like, yeah. but and Bronson is Bronson, and he's doing kind of some classic. New York rap styles and you know over some kind of 90s type beats at the first, at, at, in the early days but 
Um, but I wasn't ready to get in the cab the other night, and my man is bumping Hot 97 at like what time was it? It was like nine or ten at night, and uh, and Flex is on, being yeah, being like Bronson, you know. He's performing next week at blah, blah, blah. This is, you know, this is the cat who's killing the game right now. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, we're going in with that new action Bronson. It's like, that, I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> but you just don't, you, wow. just can't, you can't underestimate Flex these days. I don't know if you heard those. Um, this is really random, but I heard, I forget his name, man. The uh, comedian, what's his name? He did a, he did a, I posted it on Facebook. He did a, um a parody of flex because evidently oh, wow. flex got real heated the other week at Jay-Z and he went on a rant with lots of bomb sound. There was a lot of bombs being dropped. You can look it up on YouTube listeners. It's fairly hum- amusing flex. Even at, he must be like 50 now. What is he? 48, 50. He's still going Easy. in bomb sounds galore real pissed that Jay-Z has evidently stolen the design of the Flex iPhone application and is using it on his website. There is that rant. Those rants. Then there's also the rant. Evidently, DJ Clue, 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 DJ, <laughs> DJ Clue, I mean, I, I barely listen to radio anymore. Evidently, several years ago, he left for the other hip-hop station in New York. And I guess he was bragging about the new Nicki Minaj song that he's going to debut, and Flex calls him out. I got to say, it's the stupidest, it's the stupidest, stupidest thing to brag about that you, Flex, have the, have the new Nicki Minaj song before anyone else. Like, who gives a fuck? But right, right. the way he calls him out, it's just fucking hilarious. It's just classic flex. Like you can't stop me. I'm ahead of the game. And he just is. It's, it's genius. It's, <laughs> it's some. It's some genius stuff. Listeners, highly recommended for your, you know, your, your laughter satisfaction. Flex YouTube rants. Flex. Flex. He's still out here. He always makes me laugh, man. I can't front. I don't know why you're 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 getting hype. Or are angry about who debuts the new Nicki Minaj song first, but it's humor. It's good. I I think I think it's just part of making not just the the whole you know the best DJs break the songs first to get the best songs first, but also it's about that persona. Like I'm listening to this cat because he's funny or he's entertaining or he goes in. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of keeps him keeps him out there, keeps him flex. All right, so we're almost at the all-star break with this basketball. Any any major questions, any major thoughts about uh about the season so far? So a couple of things. I feel like Kawhi Leonard just came back and just just kind of he had I feel like the Spurs have everyone shook now. Am I wrong? I I don't know they what have, to they think. have me shook. <laughs> Kawhi is so ill. It was like the missing corner puzzle piece. He's so ill, man. And it just elevated everything, you know? Like Yeah. Yeah, yeah I I still haven't like 
the stuff I've seen hasn't made me as a as a Spurs fan like like oh fuck here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not losing the kind of games they have been losing earlier in the season. Yeah, so that's promising. But like, <clears throat> so I you know I I I'd just been obsessively over the summer watching. Not obsessively, but I I watched the finals over and over and over again, right? Uh-huh. Just because it was so fucking joyous, and I could. And they were playing at such an insanely high level, and were through like throughout the playoffs. I mean, Dallas gave them some run, but they just and apologies, but they kind of just eviscerated the Blazers. Yeah, it was and then <laughs> real bad. <laughs> then they blew like they were just blowing through like great teams, and I, I don't see that quite yet. But we'll see, man. It depends on what they what they shape up into, you know. But I, I could see that. I don't know. They, they came I, I don't back. Know what's they, up they, with Golden State, though, man? Who's yeah? Who's oh, go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, no. As you know, Golden State just they're the team that has me shook. Like they just come at you with waves of like competent. Basketball players. Golden State's incredible, but I, I, um, as long as they don't get injured. But if like yeah. if someone like Bogut goes down, I just don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. But if he's healthy, then yeah, that's yeah. a game changer. What and, about what, what about know. what? Have, have there been? I haven't been paying as much attention recently to Atlanta, but is Atlanta dominating the West as well, or is it a little closer? They are whipping the shit out of everybody. Word. Like they, they have like a ten and two record against the West, and they were playing like squads. Like they were going out to Los Angeles and beating the the Clippers, and then they went. They they they, they were hitting spots, knocking cats off by like ten or fifteen in their own gym. Damn. Yeah. They're nasty. What's your they're, feeling on this? Nasty. What's your feeling on this? Uh, this little Cleveland run, this little post LeBron rest. <laughs> you know, it's all fun and games. It's all cool. You know, again, apologies last night. You know, the cloud, the, the Cavs <laughs> went in. Kyrie got fifty-five, but like, we gave up a a, a rookie that like all of the basketball nerds are now tripping over themselves to gush over after spending his whole first year, I'm talking about Wiggins, his whole year at Kansas dissecting him. Now they're like, oh my gosh. And basically saying the entire Kevin Love era, this is where I'm going with this, but the entire Kevin Love era in Minnesota will now be viewed simply as that's how we got Wiggins. That's how good Wiggins is. Word. So we gave him up for a dude who at this point can't contribute more than seven points when LeBron sits and makes Kyrie have to score 55. So that is worrisome to me, right? It's like if, if I mean, it's, it's not the same, but like there's no way that if LeBron was playing with the Heat, if he sat down, that Wade would have to score 55 for them to win a game. You no, know what I mean? No, no. There was just too much balance there. And... <clears throat> I know love is ill. Like last year, early on, cats were, I was involved in this little conversation about who was the third best player in the league. And I was like, Kevin Love. Because he was beasting that hard on cats. So I don't know, man. It, it's positive to be winning games. 
but it still doesn't something. The Kevin Love thing, we got to get that dude going, and I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, yeah I don't think he's healthy. Yeah. yeah, there's something, there's something, there's something weird going on. I feel like. Did you did you, did you watch the game with uh, the Blazers? No, nah, nah, I woke up to the fucking <laughs> fifty-five points. Didn't do like a step back three to, to kick it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. he Lillard. He did a Lillard. That <laughs> Lillard does that to so many people. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, like when the, the game was. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say the coworker came into my office just to like let me know that the Blazers shouldn't get beat by Kyrie Irving. <laughs> but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't know if I totally agree with that because I I've always liked Kyrie Irving, but but I was he's, like, yeah. yeah. Kyrie is ill. Yeah. But the Blazers are the type of team, and then this will lead to my question to you about how you feel about the Blazers. But like, there, I, I I've heard other people say this. ESPN and whatnot. Like, if the game is close, you kind of assume Damian Lillard is going to go Damian Lillard on somebody, yeah, and and send them home. So that's what I was kind of expecting, and I was really surprised that we won. But what 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 is that like? Where do you stand, kind of, on these Blazers at this point? I mean, I was so hype on them, and then that Spurs game, man. Yeah, it's just I just I'm scared of these Spurs, man. I'm not really. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I. I I felt like the Blazers were were they were winning some tough games. They were they were winning on the road. I felt like they were like top three in the league for a little while. Yeah, and and now I just feel like the the, the Spurs came through and just demolished some cats a couple of weeks ago, and it just was like ah, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Right, it has me shook, you know. So we'll see what happens. Um, LaMarcus is out now. Was he out last night, or did he play last night? Oh, he played last night. Yeah, that's what I thought. He 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 was like a fucking monster. He had like thirty some points, and the the he tied the game with a three to make Kyrie have to hit the three to win it. Man, like like a smooth looking three. Not not you know sometimes big man will put up a three, and it's like, hey man, you shouldn't be doing that, bro. Like, I understand you need it to in that situation, but that ain't your game. Aldridge looks so smooth. Aldridge has that smooth shot, you know what I mean? Yeah, those those awkward Chris, ba- Chris Bosch threes, the early Chris, Chris Bosch uh, <laughs> three-point attempts. Real question. He might, be, he might be the most awkward great athlete in the NBA right now. <laughs> Like he always looks a little like, oh, wait a minute, yeah. If any anything you're like really looking forward to, as the as it. I, honestly, as I'm it, just I'm just you know I'm just in general. I mean, I shouldn't assume anything because it's Portland, and, right? And and the luck always seems to run out. But I'm at least looking forward to the playoffs. Like I, I can't imagine we're not going to make the playoffs. So. That to oh me, sure, I know it's a ways away, but like that to me is um is nice. It's been a long time since like we've gotten to the halfway point in the season, and it's it's almost always been the last ten or twelve years questionable whether we're even gonna like make top eight. You know what I mean? So yep, yep. Like, it's nice that Portland is is playing solid enough where that's 
that I don't have to, you know the, the 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 privilege of making of being a fan watching your team make the playoffs. Like you know, it, it's nice, you know. So that'll that'll be fun. Yeah. What do you think about um right. about this Harden stuff? Because you were you you went in on Harden at the start of the season. I did. I was wrong. I still I still don't like watching him play. Like I still don't like. I'm either gonna bust a three or I'm gonna run down and throw up some bullshit. Uh-huh. But if he's Dean hard and, you know, if, if Dwight Howard is just going to – I don't know, man. I don't know what to think of Dwight Howard. And for them to have the success they have when Dwight Howard is kind of not quite a question mark but not dominant-dominant, uh-huh. um, I don't know. He's impressive. I mean, he's definitely MVP type type play, and I hadn't expected that. Just – you know, I know it's like beating a dead horse, but – Holy fuck, the Oklahoma City Thunder really had three MVP caliber dudes on their team. Like, they really had that. Yep, yep. yep. And somehow they, 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 were, they were the ones who initiated not having that. And it's, I, we're supposed to let it go, but it's kind of hard to let that go. The same way, you know, and not to put negative energy out there, but <clears throat> if Kevin Love never rounds into form, I'll never forget that trade. Yep. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Or if he walks, it will it will be the thing that crippled the Cavs. Kept them from being a title team. You know what? So else? hopefully they'll work it out. The other interesting thing I feel about the, about the season um besides the fact that uh I you know continue to enjoy the Lakers season is um some of these these teams like are they going to make it like well i mean i think i think oklahoma city's going to make it but they they they're like kind of after their first half kind of struggled now they're kind of on their way back you know what i mean like right it's like right. they dug themselves into the hole same with detroit like i would love to see detroit dig itself out of the hole and make it, it would, yeah it, but i don't know that shit may have sailed you know jennings sailed. yeah yeah jennings you know would, he tore his Achilles or something, so he's out for like nine months or something crazy. Word, word. No, no, it's Kobe's out for nine months, but he's out for a grip. Like this season, he's done. So I feel like, but yeah, I agree. I agree. I'd, I'd love to see New Orleans get in. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that will be fun. Yeah. But because, you know, Oklahoma City's doing weird things like, like losing to New York last night, and New York is now getting beat by 30 by Indiana. Well,. I'm looking at the standings right now. Just the fact that New Orleans is 24 and 22 and not in the top and not going to make the playoffs at this point, but Miami and Charlotte both have losing records. Charlotte is 19 and 27 and they'll still make the playoffs. Or they That's they trash. would right now. Trash. Complete it's trash. trash. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, that, it's is, trash. that is not you can't let that happen. Whatever you I'm yeah. forgetting what your name is, commissioner. Yeah, no. silver. 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 Yeah. And 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 Kimball Walker is going to be out for six weeks, so it's not like they're going to get better. Yeah. But who who below them is going to come up and get that spot? Detroit's not now. No. You wouldn't expect them to. Yeah, yeah. It's it's shady in the East. That's for sure. That's for sure. I just, I've never seen it this intense for. Like just getting into the playoffs, right? Yeah. Usually, like cats are getting into the playoffs, but it's like okay, but those are like. Also, rants, right? Like those are just you know that's bottom feeders for the top seeds. But yep. no, 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 no. Like, yeah, like last year, you know, 
the Spurs best series they got was against their A seed in the first round. And it's gonna be worse this year. Yep. I don't know. Yep, yep. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm all for realignment, but I'm kind of against realignment or like playoff realignment because that would mean the Cavs have to play somebody good. And even even with LeBron going peak LeBron, I'm still not <laughs> I'm not confident. I'm not confident. It's gonna be a it's I feel like this year is gonna have a shady end. And hopefully they just go out. Hopefully they go out like with a heartbreaking, we played well, but we just didn't have enough experience kind of way. Uh-huh. And not a somebody just put their foot on our neck and made us look real suspect. And somebody's going to get fired and somebody might walk. Like, that would be the worst. So, I don't know. I don't know. I have I have your, your Portland pessimism. I share it and I raise you a Cleveland pessimism. <laughs> It's, <laughs> but, it's but a lot hopeful. of pessimism. Yeah, we got to be hopeful. We got to right. have a little bit out there. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna watch the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, good. I, I guess I kind of have to. Are you? I, Seattle's in it, so I'm gonna try. I just feel like the NFL is such. It's it's leading the world in evil bullshit right now. That, yeah, yeah. Like, I really don't want to like participate in any kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like yep. Yeah. the ridiculousness yeah. around the fucking Marshawn Lynch shit is just absolute m- moronic bullshit. The fucking. I mean, and that's just like the silliness. But like, I, the whole year just but, shows how how awful this fucking corporation is. You know what I mean? Awful. Awful. And the, the Lynch thing is is the ego of the media that will turn someone yep. neglecting them into a story and they will not leave him the fuck alone. Who they the won't, fuck like, cares? Who the fuck cares? Because it's not about it's about them. Yep. He won't talk to us. Is it this amazing that he won't talk to us? We're important and he won't give us what we want. Why? Well, we're going to talk about how he won't give us what we want because we should get what we want. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm not. I'm tuned out. I, I'm not giving it any energy until the game. Yeah. And then I might watch just because it's what people do. But I, I, I probably, if you totaled up all the football I've watched, NFL football, over the course of the season, it would probably come to about a quarter worth of football. Maybe a half. I believe I watched around a full game of Seahawks related football over the course of yeah. the season. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah. 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 It's just yeah. Yeah. Fuck 'em. <laughs> Basically. They're the Kobe. They're the, they're the Kobe of sports leagues. <laughs> Fuck 'em. Uh man. So what was that? Did you listen to the one Epstein? I believe it was the one Epstein with Chris Rock and Questlove. I did. <clears throat> First, I, I want to say that Peter Rosenberg, you get real annoying. <laughs> this is true. You get real annoying. Stop interrupting, motherfuckers. This is true. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Stop pushing the... You just... <laughs> Because because they get good guests like the Salam Remini, uh, oh yeah, interview that was with great. classic. But like that was great. I, it's just 
he just gets really annoying. And it, Emil and I will be texting each other. Sorry. DJ Center and I will be texting each other sometimes like, why is he so annoying? Why doesn't he shut up? But whatever. Yep. You guys get guessed. He does occasionally ask some good questions. It's just like, ah. But Juan Epstein, Chris Rock, Questlove, and top albums ever, I believe. That's right. Come up. And I believe, am I correct in saying that Chris Rock says Dark Twisted Fantasy Kanye is the greatest album ever? That's right. He says, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is the greatest record ever. And his reasoning, if I'm remembering it right, was essentially that it it does everything. Mm -hmm. It's got some of everything. This was just so... So go on, go on. Oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. I I just felt it was so interesting because that episode, again, we're talking about other podcasts now, but go check that out, Juan Epstein. Yeah. Uh, the, The revelations from Chris Rock about how, like, how much he's come up with hip hop, like how deep his, like, he's been around cats for so long and shit. Doing all it's kinds crazy. of stuff. That was crazy. Carrying crates, doing all this stuff. It was crazy. Yeah. And like, I feel like even Quest Love was like, whoa. Like, right. it was crazy. And then to be like the greatest album ever. I mean, I know, I, I feel like, I, I'm i not saying he has to say it's 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 Rakim or, 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 you know, like, or, or whatever. But like, I don't know, man. Like that, I I do believe that that's Kanye's best album, but still, like the greatest record. I just wasn't ready for that. That that's well, the greatest record ever. This is the thing that I can't shake about the statement. <clears throat> Can you ever reasonably say that a record that you were involved in or saw get recorded was the best ever? Yeah. Because, like, <clears throat> personal emotional connections to things color everything right like i'm positive there are records i like better because i listen to them at good times in my life yeah and if you i'm positive i'm 100 percent positive that it would be an incredible experience watching kanye work on an album Yeah, yeah yeah absolutely like in in all different ways that the word incredible can be can be taken, it will be incredible to watch him make an album. And then to be on a record also has to be incredible, particularly if you're not somebody like Jay-Z or Rick Ross who makes high-level, successful albums all the time, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Hip-hop albums. Because you're Chris Rock. You do things at a high level, but... I don't think he makes he, he does stand up at a Kanye level at the level that Kanye makes albums. You could argue probably a little better, but he doesn't make movies like Kanye makes albums. No. So all that, I'm just I don't know. It's a solid record, but slow down, Chris. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know why I picked this to be like something we have to discuss, but it just it, it, it took. I, I wasn't ready for that to be the selection. And, well, I, and think... I also, I also just, I guess the other thing I'll just throw out there real fast is, <laughs> I know people disagree with me. Like, to me, Kanye has gotten worse and worse as a rapper. 
And oh no, not, not that he was the greatest rapper anyway when he started, but it's it's been a very downhill slope, and that album is no exception. I it's hard for me to listen to some of those songs because of his rap rap lyrics on those songs. Even though I think production wise, that album like if that album had production that production from Kanye and and only other rappers on it, like high level rappers, then maybe. In some other dimension, I could conceive it being one of the greatest albums ever. But like, Kanye kind of ruins some of those songs for me. Like, he absolutely bad. does. <clears throat> They're so well produced. They're so like amazingly arranged. I, I think yeah. that's always yeah. been his genius. Is are his arrangements, and he absolutely tanks a lot of really classic records. With his ridiculous verses. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think it's a larger discussion too about like, because all of these, what's the greatest X conversations are, are colored by things that mean there's no way we're ever going to come up with a definitive answer. Yeah. They're just, they, they say a lot about us. They say a lot about what are like general standards, what are standards that groups of people have, blah, 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 blah. So to me, what stood out about it is you just fucking like being around while they were making that record and you're on it and you think it's a great record, which is a reasonable thing to come away with. You could come away from that album and reasonably say, that's a great record. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, think that you could really argue with that too much, right? Mm -hmm. But best ever, man, calm down. Like, so when I worked for this newspaper, there are these things called press junkets. I don't know if heads like, you know what a press junket is? I where, know the term, but I don't know what it is off the top of my head. So what they'll do is these the movie companies will, or the studios, they will put all of the people from a movie, like the director, the writer, several actors in one place, and they will fly out press to come to that place, and then they will rotate the press through to to interview the talent, right? So I've been to two, and my boss used to go to a bunch. Usually, I mean, the flight's free, hotel's free, usually a nice hotel, food's paid for, like, for a couple of days, and then you get free shit. So, like, for the first X-Men movie, my boss got the the glass chess set. Remember, like, when, when Magneto got hemmed up at the end and he and Charles Avery were playing with the glass chess set yeah. so he wouldn't use his... He got the glass chess set... <laughs> A leather bag with the embroidered X on it. He got a Wolverine remote control car. Like, and these are just three of the things that I remember after all of these years. Yeah. Heads had like an Antoine Fisher peacoat with the, the AF embroidered on it. Uh-huh. A Black Hawk Down leather bomber. Like, like cats get swag from these things, right? And I did the one for for Brown Sugar. This is this is coming back. You remember that crazy movie yep. about you know when did you fall out? Brown Sugar, right? Yep. Well, not every every newspaper or media outlet will let their writers go because it's such a positive experience. Like, however I might feel about the movie Brown Sugar, I don't know how I would feel because I saw it in New York City after they flew me out from fucking Cleveland, Ohio and put me in a hotel. And before I saw the movie, I'm in the hotel and I saw Tay Diggs walking around. And then after the movie, they fed me all this good food. You, you know what I mean? Uh-huh, like, it's not uh-huh. it's not. It's not like the movie was just some, like some movies I went and saw and I just, you know, 
I had to go like get up at 10 in the morning, which I mean, this isn't a hardship. I had to get up at 10 in the morning or go see a movie at 10 in the morning. But like I'm there in an empty movie theater with three other movie reviewers and we're watching this movie so I could write a, you know, like that's not glamorous. But but getting so I say all that to say, like. If you go to a press junket, your opinion about a movie is colored. And if you were in the fucking studio when they were making the record, your opinion about the record is colored. <laughs> it just is. The one thing I will say is, um, yeah, I guess I forget what the other albums he listed specifically. I do, mm. I do feel like, like, kind of going off that, like, the albums that I feel like we really love for the most part, for the most part, maybe not so much super nerds like us or something, but like you ask most people their favorite albums, it's going to be the albums that grew up, you know, like listening to like, yeah. Albums that, that they ended up listening to probably between like the ages of like 12 and like 25, you know what I mean? And that's right. You know, high school, college, the, you know, these formative years or whatever. And what were you listening to in those good moments? Like you said, that were like, you know, very consequential, you know, like, like, you know, I'll swear by the, you know, low end theory and midnight Marauders forever. Right. Right. Um, Right. um, And I, and I, I feel like I'm nerdy enough that I can dissect why musically I like those albums and everything. But a lot of it really is, you know, like I remember getting that tape, you know, (laughs) and like, yeah, yeah. For sure. Like all the things that happened while I was bumping those albums and De La Soul Stakes is high and, you know, classic shit from when I was growing up that other cats are just kind of like, I'm not saying they'll be like, those are whack, but it might be like, eh. So it was interesting to hear someone who's even older than us reference a very new, newish album as a, as a high album. Um, That's right. Um, because you really expect someone like Chris Rock to be like, you know, the greatest album is, I don't know, like, uh, not necessarily super old school, but you know, three feet high and rising, or you know, NWA, oh, right. or you know, like, and I know right. I feel like uh, what's his name was like, you know, uh, first Dre, the Chronic is the greatest, or something, but like, um, right, like, yeah, I don't know, it was interesting or, to hear people talk about like more recent shit, who especially when they're they're like, you know, Chris Rock is what, like a generation and a half past us, or something. I mean, he's like 50 about that. now, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, especially for hip hop, like the difference between what he heard when he was 20 and what I heard when I was 20. It's like light years different. Yep, exactly. Light years different. So it, it that that definitely was interesting. And, dude, there's a lot to be said for what Kanye did on 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 that album. Yeah. Like le- legit, there's a lot to be said positive about what he did. On that record and the way he put it out, how like how he leaked so many songs and uh still managed to put together an album that sounded like incredible. But it ain't it ain't it I don't know. No, no, <laughs> I don't know. No. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, for real. But release that fucking album as an instrumental album. He's never done that. Oh, I would love I would I would pick good money for an instrumental version of that. I've said that before. You know, you know what what he Common seems to put out instrumental albums all the time. And so it's kind of cool to have instrumental versions of like B and uh, e- even even uh, uh, the Obi-Wan record, Finding Forever. 
you know, even those beats are kind of cool Kanye beats, but it's definitely not like Kanye at his most ornate. Yeah. Or like a late registration instrumental album would be incredible. Yeah. 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 But, you know, you made a really interesting point that, you know, so, well, to cut to the chase, it's time for the lyrical renaissance. But we decided since we're going to talk about the Kanye album, we should do Kanye for a lyrical renaissance. So as I was kind of scrolling through the various Kanye albums, I thought, oh, maybe I'll go old school. But those verses weren't funny or whack. No. <laughs> they were like solid. Yeah. They were solid. And then I thought I would go with my dark twisted fantasy, but it, it, it even some of those were solid, right? Like it was harder to get. Not harder because there was but like you know exponentially exponentially more whack on that album compared to like say late registration which for my taste is is my favorite Kanye or graduation still but anyway i think graduation gets a little slept on but yo jesus <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm I'm not even gonna go. I'm going I'm going for the low hanging fruit. Uh-huh. I'm going for what I what I actually think is the best track on the album. Okay. Bound two. I couldn't I couldn't oh I guess I could name Bound Two, but I, I was gonna say I couldn't name a track off that album. But yeah, Bound Two. I, I I know a couple. I own it and I find it unlistenable as a whole album. Yeah. It's yeah, it's I don't know. There was a bound so, one? I don't know. <laughs> Well, no, no, I don't. I don't think so. Like the whole idea is, uh, you know, I'm that dude. You were bound to fall in love with me. Like there was just, you know. Yeah, well, actually, I said that because I just went to Rap Genius and um, there is a bound one. <laughs> oh, there is. <laughs> I don't know when it came out or if if it came out, but evidently there are lyrics for a bound one. Oh, anyway, whatever. Bound oh, two. I- I'm not, I'm not going to look at the lyrics right now. You're going to read them, and I'm going to I'm going to um, look away. Let's let's just go in here. It's time. I, I think, think I'm I just going. We've done Kanye before in the lyrical anthem. I don't I don't think so. You do you want to do both verses or just the one verse? Let's just, I, I, just one verse. Well, let's start with one verse and maybe we we'll do both. I'll tell you what, because I was just going to jump to the second verse. We'll do the whole thing because it's not very long. The second verse I think is just that. Is is genius, right? Uh-huh. And it's awfulness. It's genius. But anyway, first first verse, Bound to by Kanye West. What you doing in the club on a Thursday? She says she only here for her girl birthday. They order champagne, but still look thirsty. Rock forever 21, but just turned 30. I know I got a bad reputation. Walking around, always mad reputation. Leave a pretty girl sad reputation. Start a fight club. Brad reputation. <laughs> I wasn't ready for the Brad. I've long felt that Kanye doesn't rhyme so much as repeat. And that was a great example of his repeating. I turned I turn the nightclub out of the basement. I'll turn the plane around. Your ass keep complaining. How are you going to be mad on vacation? Dutty whining around all these Jamaicans. Ugh, this that prom shit. <laughs> Why do you want something to be prom shit? Anyway, this that prom shit. 
this that what we do don't tell your mom shit. This that red cup all on the lawn shit. Got a fresh cut straight out the salon, bitch. That's the first verse. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go second verse. Right, right, right. But just, you know, there's a bridge. Close your eyes and let the world paint a thousand pictures. One good girl is worth a thousand bitches. All right. <laughs> second verse is worth No, the... it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> One good hey, girl. Can you imagine if this song came out in like 94? Like cats would be clowning. You would get clowned for these lyrics. I'm sorry. And, and anyway. No, it, and there was a certain amount of clowning, but not enough. Not, you're absolutely right. In 94, no, 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 no. No. When, when did Time's Up drop? 94. When did Time's Up drop? By OC. You hit it right on 94. OC was reading motherfuckers for shit like this. For, for better stuff than this. All right, anyway. <clears throat> Verse 2. Oh, we laugh so hard at this. I want to fuck you hard on the sink. <laughs> After that, I give you something to drink. Step back. Can't get spunk on the mink. I mean, damn, what would Jerome, Romy, Rome, me, Rome think? I got, I got, I got lost in the Romies. Hey, you remember when we first met? <laughs> okay, I don't remember where we first met. But hey, admitting is the first step. And hey, you know, ain't nobody perfect. And I know with the hoes, I got the worst rep. But hey, their backstroke, I'm trying to perfect. And hey, hey, yo, we made it. <laughs> Thanksgiving. So hey, maybe we can make it to Christmas. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> and I'm going to read that again. And hey, hey, yo, we made it. Thanksgiving. So hey, maybe we can make it to Christmas. She asked me what I wished for on my wish list. Have you ever asked your bitch for other bitches? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could still make it to the church steps. But first, you go remember how to forget. After all these long-ass verses, I'm tired. You're tired. Jesus wept. It's so bad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really bad. It's really bad. And these are short verses. That Are these 16 bars? Maybe they are. I didn't count. I'm not counting. After all these long-ass verses, I'm tired. You tired. Jesus wept. <laughs> now, now, I will say, there's one, there's a couple of poignant lines stuck in here. Like, maybe we could still make it to the church steps, but first you're going to remember how to forget. That's kind of a poignant thing. For, for like people that have rocky relationships but still try to press forward. Uh-huh. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Uh-huh. That's that's kind of a, a thoughtful line. But in between, <laughs> step back, can't get spunk on the mink. <laughs> hey, you remember where we first met? Okay. I don't remember where we first met. You, you can't do that. Can't, and... and this is probably a subject for another fresher, but I'm just going to lay this out here just to make the point. I, after, after, not that I'm really going in on this cat's catalog in any way, shape, or form, 
But I do have one album that I paid like three ninety nine for just because I was like, what's the deal? Drake doesn't make bad records. No. Right? No. And what he's doing lyrically is such a quantum leap past this. Yep. Why are we wasting our breath clowning Drake when 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 people Kanye is putting out joints like this? Yeezus was awful. Yeezus was unlistenable. It was unlistenable trash, in my opinion. Oh, and it's unlistenable it's making, trash, and it made yeah. top on, on multiple lists. Hipsters, multiple. hipsters couldn't believe Yeezus. I <laughs> couldn't believe. You it. know why? You know why? Because they couldn't believe it. You know what I mean? Like I don't understand this. I don't get what this is. So it must be great. Exactly. Again, it's a more about them. I'm so knowledgeable about music i understand it so well that if i can't get it it must be amazing no no hipster no it's bad music what i guarantee all those fucking hipsters are not still bumping yeezus who's bumping yeezus right now who's like yo baby go pull the yeezus record off the shelf put the yeezus on while we cut while we cook dinner I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just like, it was a bad record. It's a bad record. It's a bad piece of music. It's it's not good, listenable, entertaining. I, I'm not just talking about the lyrics too. The, the, I mean, most of the beats were pretty awful and obnoxious. It was bad. He rushed. That were, was the one he rushed, right? Him and Ruben. That's that's right. And he made it like there's a great place for discomfort in music, right? Like, I think the new D'Angelo record makes me uncomfortable, but it makes me uncomfortable in ways that are amazing. Like, like sometimes as a listener, an artist will push you past your comfort zone. I guess uh-huh. that's a better way to put it. Uh-huh. They push you past your comfort zone, or they make music with an emotional edge. Sly used to do this in a real kind of ill, subversive way. Uh-huh. But, like, the uh-huh. topics would be, like, A Family Affair is such a dark, sad song. And if you really allow yourself to listen to what it's about, it makes you uncomfortable a little bit, mm-hmm. right? But they're still genius musicians at the top of their craft making brilliant, amazing songs. Kanye just made a record that he made unlistenable. Like, he purposely made it hard to listen to to the point where you're like, what the fuck am I doing it for? Yeah. Like like an unhealthy relationship. Like I'm gonna make it so hard for you to love me that at a certain point you're just gonna feel like a jackass for trying. Yep. If you care about yourself at all. And I I hate to bring it to such a bare bones level, but every time I've tried to play Yeezus, I'm like, look, man, I don't know how much life I got. I'm not really trying to devote much exactly. of it to this. Exactly. Exactly, man. Oh, it's bad. I tried to go through it twice, and it was just oh, nah, nah. Oh. You don't, oh. no, you don't do that. Too. But uh, but you brought something else up. But we, let, let's let's end it in a second. But but uh, you you brought something else up that I want to. What's the opinion on that D'Angelo album? I, I've gone back and forth on it. Right, like when it first came out, I was fired up. Then as I listened more and more, I thought, man, I think it's a little overrated. And I think people were just so fired up, myself included, that it actually came out that they overlooked the fact that it's a little inconsistent. And then I took about two weeks off and listened to it again, and it's better than I was thinking. But I'm still... We we could probably go in on it 
deeper in another podcast, but uh-huh. I, I I don't think I'm giving it classic status, but it's a real good record. What do you think? That's that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. It hasn't hit me like uh, Voodoo hit me, but yeah, yeah, it's an interesting record. But I, 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 it's not a bad record. It's definitely a good record. All right, I'm, I'm going to go in on a little bit. Okay. Because this, this is the thing that I've been thinking a lot about it, and I, I wanted to write something about it, but I don't know if I'm going to have time. I think <clears throat> artists, there's quite a few artists who go through, and I, I think I see it more with, like, black artists, but I'm sure there's more artists that deal with this. And I, I think the two examples that are the most readily available to people are Lauren Hill and Dave Chappelle. Where like whatever popularity is, it weighs on them in such a crippling, painful way that they have to step away from it and they can't they can't be who they were in way in the way that they were successful, they can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like there's some boogeyman around the corner and they just want to be protected from the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Right. And this D'Angelo record sounds like the record Lauren Hill would make if she could get it together, get it together enough to make, and that's probably a dismissive way to put it, but if she was motivated to make music that sounded like the music she made before, it would have this same murky, worrisome, unsure, paranoid vibe that this D'Angelo record has. Like, he's muddying up his vocals. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't want you to hear what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, like, I'm here. I make music. But I, it just, I don't know, man. It's just, it, it's like I can feel him looking around the corner for the boogeyman. Rather than just making a record and telling a story. Whereas, like, Erica Badu, man, she she knows the boogeyman's coming. But she's not going to live in fear. Mm-hmm. Right? She's going to tell stories about it. She's going to call out what's bullshit about our culture. She's going to make poignant stuff, but she's going to fucking live. Right? Like, she's not going to cower in the corner. And this, like, sounds like I'm judging, but I'm not. And uh, no, cower is a hard word. I'm not going to go hide from it. I'm going to live and I'm going to be who I am in the face of it. And if it gets me, it's going to get me. But I know that there's so many other people out here that will continue what we're doing. Whereas, Lauren Hill, Dave Chappelle, all of them had to retreat from it. And D'Angelo had to retreat from it. And I feel like D'Angelo has come the closest to coming out of it, but it's still so whatever whatever joy or like humanness that kind of was underneath voodoo, I don't know. He's not letting us into it anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it sounds great, but like there's just some like kind of heart that isn't there just because it I, I don't know i don't know maybe i'm overthinking do you it, feel but... like it sounds like an album like a full album no it sounds scattershot yeah that's the thing to me it it to me it starts like it kind of starts like it might be a full album but i guess when you some of this stuff you just pointed out with the muddy vocals and the like I kind of like some of the the song the song structure a lot the way things kind of start begin and and but I feel like it's I don't know and I'm open to the unpolished shit so like I like it like I like the album but yeah something about it doesn't seem like 
this was the the completed project. Not no. that he should have waited. I'm not saying that in the sense of, oh, you should have waited until the label wanted to put it out or whatever. No, like, do what you got to do. But I, yeah, I don't know. Like, it felt, I don't know. I, it, I, yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It doesn't feel but, like what. Voodoo didn't know. Sorry, go on. I was going to say Voodoo didn't always feel finished, but it felt cohesive. And it felt like a story. And if one part of the story was rough around the edges, that was just part of the story. Like, I listened to a lot. Favorite on my SoundCloud for the last couple of years has been that Brooklyn Bowl, D'Angelo and Quest Love show. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a fantastic show. And there probably were lots of fantastic D'Angelo shows that haven't been recorded as well or I just haven't found or whatever. But, like, that show is its own kind of album. And not to make too much of it, but, like, I guess I thought that this album was going to be a little more kind of like that, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah, I have my own my know. own personal wants, but, like, like, maybe a cover song here and there. Maybe, like, but, but something, like, a little more, I don't know, like... There was something cohesive to that live show that doesn't come through on this album to me. So I, I don't know. I don't know how to how to And say. free a little yeah. a little freer. Yes, exactly. Like like it could it could breathe a little. Like I keep coming back to that that the the song that he does twice on the album. Like it fades out and then yeah. a couple of songs later it comes back up. Yeah. That Back to the Future or whatever it's Future. called. Yeah. And and the line he says over and over is Season may come when your luck may just run out and all that you have is some memories. Like he's so haunted by the end. Uh-huh. He's so haunted by it. Like that to me is like everybody's talking about the another life and all that. To me, that song is the album. Like that's what he's struggling with, right? And it's just he's like claustrophobic almost uh-huh. it just feels like uh-huh. shrouded uh-huh. and but like the way he makes music and the way he hears music can't be quite constrained i'm probably getting way too deep with this but like they make grooves that are just so like when it's locked in and when the groove is right it's just like nobody makes music like that yeah nobody yeah yeah exactly. nobody and it exactly. and there's no way you could hide that joy even 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 for them, like you could imagine them like looking at each other in the studio, like this is the fucking shit. Yeah. And that dude Pino Palladino who plays bass for him is unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Some of those songs, the bass lines were just crazy, crazy, yeah. absolutely. So, but, but yeah. So then on top of that, it's all these shroudy, murky lyrics, and yeah, I don't know. It's like he kind of lost his way a little bit, but he's so great that him losing his way yeah, exactly. is still it's still so far you know, above most music these days. Yeah. 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 Whereas when Lauren Hill lost her way, it was all gone. Mm. It was all gone. Like like it could be something new and the people could appreciate it, and that's great. But like the joy and the the everything that was in that first like that's never coming back. Mm. You know, so it's a testament to D'Angelo that he could he could he could step into something that is voodoo like 
or he could kind of carry that approach forward and carry elements of that sound. Because again, nobody does that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I bought the MP3s and I pre-ordered the vinyl. So that'll be, I figure that's going to be kind of when I say that my last piece on it is when I can sit down with the vinyl for a while. Word. Yeah, I agree. Went in. We went in. Episode 52. Went I in. feel like uh, it's time to kind of bring, I got to eat some food. That's basically what yeah. it is. Yeah, I got to go be a husband. I haven't really seen my wife all day. These are important things. I got to call my girlfriend too. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Family. Shout out. School. Shout out. Listeners. So after you've invested all this time into episode 52, savor it. Who knows when the next one comes. Exactly.